You're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with the most visionary humans on this earth in hopes that you'll be able to absorb their wisdom, avoid their failures, and feel less alone on the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship. This season, I'll be chatting with creative thinkers, masterful marketers, brick and mortar shop owners, brand builders, and people just like you who have a story to share or a vision that inspires. If I can share one quick secret with you before we get into the episode, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. You know, that spark that nudges us to pursue our full potential in this lifetime. But perhaps somewhere along the line, it got covered up. I'm here to tell you that it's never too late to explore that inner voice and access the brilliance deep down inside of you. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Welcome back, everybody, to the Visionary Life Podcast. So it has been a while since I've come solo on the microphone, but you know, we've had such incredible guests throughout season seven that I almost didn't feel worthy of hogging the mic. So if you've been tuning in since season seven began, which was January 2021, so it's been running for about two and a half months now, we've heard from guests like NHL defenseman Connor Carrick. We've heard from the Betty Body author, Dr. Stephanie. We had an amazing show with the host of Top Health Podcast, the Ultimate Health Podcast, Jesse Chappis. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had Layla Kashavji back on the show. She was on Dragon's Den pitching her popsicle company, and today they are doing really, really well. Uh, we heard from hormone expert and nutrition coach Jen Pike. I could go on. There's just been so many amazing guests. And like I said, I just felt like with such talent, why would I bother coming on and chatting with you all? But I really did miss you, and I I would love to actually hear from you. Do you prefer solo episodes, or do you enjoy these solo episodes where it's just me on the mic, or do you prefer interviews? Um, I'm hoping you could actually pause this episode grab your phone and either hit me up via text message if you have my number or can you head to my Instagram or email me hello at kelseyridle.com and just say solo or say interview and I'll know exactly what you're talking about because I'm trying to collect some data here uh, as to what you want to see moving forward. So again, it's kind of interesting in the podcasting space because it's a one-way conversation a lot of the time, right? Like, yes, I may have a guest interview, but I don't actually get to communicate with you. Whereas if I'm on a Zoom call, uh, like I taught a masterclass last week, I was able to take questions and really interact and see you all while I was teaching with a podcast. I don't really know who's listening and what you want. I just see the download numbers and the amount of people who are subscribed to the show. So, Anyways, so please let me know solo or interview style. But alas, I am here. I'm on the mic. It is March 26th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And in this episode, I actually want to share a personal update. 
personal and professional, I guess. So basically just recapping what's been going on and what inspired this show is the fact that we have been living in our new home. We moved six months ago. We've been here now for half a year, six months. And I felt that that was quite monumental. It's for me a time of reflection because I remember how scary it was moving from our previous home to here, not knowing too many people in this town. And I remember sleeping here on the very first night going, eventually this is going to feel so normal, right? When you're in any new place for the first time, everything feels foreign. You're like, I don't know, where's the grocery store from here? If I want to grab some food late at night, where can I go? Um, Who will I be hanging out with? When will I feel like I just go on walks and it becomes the usual versus feeling like everything's so new? And of course, that has happened. Um, I'm no longer feeling like a... um, you know, like an outsider in the city that I live in. And the first few weeks, you definitely do. You're like, what are we doing here? So anyways, I know that many of you have enjoyed these episodes in the past where I just talk real raw and let you in on what's happening. So um, I'm going to dive into what it's been like moving from Toronto with a population of over 3 million. If you've ever been to Toronto, it's huge. It's amazing. Um, to now where I live, which is a town called Paris, Ontario. Population, (laughs) 15,000. I'm going to share how my business has been impacted by this move. And I'm also going to share some initial reflections on how I've changed or evolved as a person since moving here. So before we dive into the show, I thought I would take some time to share some wins. Now, for those of you who are not inside of our weekly coaching community, The Visionary Method, um, I'll recap that every Wednesday when our crew meets, we always take time to share wins and celebrations. And I give everyone an opportunity to shine a spotlight on themselves, which we do not do often enough, and to let out a little humble brag or tell us something that went well in the past you know, week or so. And so I thought, because I usually let them say their wins, I don't jump in and share their wins. It's their coaching community and I'm just guiding it. Um, But I thought, you know, why don't I start the podcast off with some wins? So, um, okay, so where do we begin? (laughs) I might be a little rusty in this episode. It's been a while since I've done the solo. So wins that have been happening inside of my world. I'd say, first off, we welcomed a lot of new visionaries in the past six to eight weeks inside of the Visionary Method group coaching as well as private coaching. So we've said hello to a lot of life coaches. We have financial experts, nutritionists, bake shop owners, mountain bike experience owners, some really, really, really cool businesses and visionaries who I'm very honored to be guiding through the next level of their business. Uh, A second thing I want to share is that The Google rankings on my website, so the SEO optimization, I've shared this a lot inside of the visionary method, but I am booking, I'd say 95% of my discovery calls for new clients right now off of search engine optimization. So when people are typing in online business coach or marketing coach, they're finding me on the first page of Google, which is absolutely incredible. 
And I'll actually be breaking down how that works on a visionary method call in April. So if that's something that interests you, please reach out so that we can make sure you have joined us in time for that call. Uh, It's such a powerful strategy that is going to be incredible for the long term of your business. It means that you don't have to constantly be on social media reminding people. It is uh, allowing you to leverage the power of a search engine, which many, many people are using to find services or solutions to their problem and have you pop up as one of the top search results. So that's definitely a win. Uh, Another win in relation to the podcast is that we have three podcast sponsors who have signed on for the uh, months upcoming, which is great. All three sponsors I reached out to because I adore their brands. So I'm excited to introduce them to you. In relation to the visionary method, a fourth win that I want to share is that previous for the past two years, I guess, my assistant, Alex, she has been kind of my right-hand person doing a lot of things behind the scenes of this business. But this year, we actually promoted her to the TVM program manager. And so she's taken on a lot more responsibility in managing the student experience and doing a lot of the work for our clients and students to ensure that they have success inside of the course. So shout out to Alex. I'm so grateful for you. And last win, it's not really a win, but a mindset shift um, that I've been thinking a lot about. So for the last few years, uh, I had pretty strict boundaries around my business. Like, you know, I don't take calls uh, for people who are picking my brain. I don't have time to be uh, going out for coffee or connecting with other people when I'm supposed to be working. And then I realized at some point that that's not me. Like I love connecting with new people. I love giving out free information if I have something that somebody else doesn't have. And I was listening to a podcast with someone named Joe Polish, and he had written a book called Life Gives to the Giver. Life Gives to the Giver. And I thought, oh my God, like, I want to be more giving with the knowledge that I have inside my head. If anyone can benefit from it, I want to give that to them. And so I started giving more (laughs) and giving my time and energy. And that's not to say like open up my calendar to do free work, but I've really felt so good about the amount of people that I've just been able to help without any expectation of anything in return. But of course, karma often does return Uh, on your investment of time, right? For me, I've seen financial gain just by being more giving, which is really interesting because that's not the point of it. But again, life gives to the giver. So there's my wins. I'm really happy to have celebrated these with you. Uh, What's not working right now? So (laughs) let's call them losses or challenges. So I'd say a couple things that I'm working through right now, maybe these will be of interest to you. Number one, I need to get better at delegating. There's certainly a lot on my plate that I can no longer be doing, and I'm just working through how to take the time to actually train people on how to do things in my business that I've previously had control over that I need to give up in order to make space for bigger projects and dreaming. And speaking of dreaming, another thing that I find very challenging at this stage in business, so about four years in, is actually holding a bigger vision. Uh, Of course, a lot of the work that I do is in the present. It's coaching clients. It's working through 
um, the course materials with my students. And that is always priority, but that also challenges me in terms of thinking of the future and giving myself that dreaming space to imagine where the visionary brand is going. So very real with you, um, you know, holding the vision has been a challenge. So I want to hear from you. What about you? What are your wins? What's been challenging to you? Uh, is there anything I can help you with? And again, if you can text me, uh, Instagram message me, Facebook message me, whatever, I want to know. I want to know your wins, want to know your challenges, and I want to cheer you on. Okay, I'm going to take a quick sip of water. Hopefully you couldn't hear that on the mic. I'm sure that's not all that appealing, although I'm sure you just heard my glass straw. <laughs> okay, so let's get into our podcast episode, our update, whatever I feel like talking about. But first, I do want to say a quick thanks to our show sponsor, Healthy Planet. So you've been hearing me talk about Healthy Planet for years, but I want to call you back in and ask if you're aware that they have the best prices on health food, supplements, natural beauty, all things wellness. Did you know that? Best prices, and I'm not even kidding. I was so shocked when I saw my favorite protein powder listed at $30 less than what I've paid for it at the grocery store. I literally took out my phone when I saw it on their website and texted all my friends who also use the same protein powder. And we all cashed in on our 10% discount code on top of the already low price. And I know I bought four tubs, like I stocked up. And this is the norm at Healthy Planet. They always have low prices because they have so many stores here in Ontario, but you don't have to live in Ontario to shop online. In fact, you can even get a better discount if you shop online. So because they buy in bulk, they're able to offer great prices on all your favorite health food goodies. So if you want to place an order, maybe you need to stock up on cacao nibs, protein powder, vitamin D, fish oil, whatever it is that you use on an almost daily basis, head to healthyplanetcanada.com and use the code visionary10 at checkout. And that has to be on an online order over $49.99. And again, just pop in that code and you can get yourself a 10% discount. All right, on to the episode. The first thing I want to talk about is what has it been like moving from Toronto with a population of 3 million people <laughs> to Paris, Ontario, population 15,000. <laughs> it's quite a drastic change. Uh, first of all, I think my nervous system is still calming down. So after I think eight years living in Toronto, maybe longer, I got really good at hustling and walking fast and waking up at 5 a.m. in order to fit it all in. And I put a lot of pressure on myself to be busy all of the time thinking that that was how to succeed. And I do think that that served me for a while. Like that mentality was really, really good, especially in making connections for my business in meeting new people and in growing in this phase of momentum, like showing up at networking events and constantly meeting um, unique, awesome individuals who supported me along my journey. So I would say now living here and COVID obviously happening, like I feel like I'm sleeping a lot more and I'm just recovering from that fight or flight state that I was in for so long. 
So that's definitely been one of the first uh, realizations from moving from Toronto to small town. Um, another realization is that I think I could be happy anywhere. And I think my husband, Dave, and I always say this, like, you know, you could probably drop us in Timbuktu. You can drop us in a small town. You can drop us in a big city. You could probably drop us in the in-between too. And we would figure out how to be happy. Like there's always nature around. There's always people to meet who are very interesting. There's always sports. Like I can always find somebody to bike with, you know? And so I think that's a second realization. Like people always say, oh, how are you liking Paris? I'm like, I'm loving it. But it's not that this is the only place I could live or the best place. It's just an awesome place that we've decided we want to be. And we are obsessed with it now. Um, Another fun transition from moving and again, this would apply to anybody moving anywhere, is that you get to meet new people, which is kind of fun. It feels like a game to me to foster friendships. Um, I think, you know, because I've moved a few times in the past, I've figured out, and I used to be so bad at this, um, I figured out how to make friends, <laughs> which is such an interesting skill, right? Um, and how to have the confidence to say, hey, can I have your number? Or do you want to go biking with me on Friday morning? Or do you know anyone who loves to go on canoe rides that I could meet? And it's almost like a dating game, right? You're trying to find people who share similar interests. And so moving has given me that challenge, like that little added spark of, ooh, I can't wait to find new friends and find ways to get involved in the community. So that's been, uh, to me, enjoyable. I think to some people, stressful. It used to be very stressful to me, but maybe because I had to do it when I moved to Toronto and I tried to figure it all out and wasn't the best at making friends, maybe. Now I feel a bit more confident. And I mean, of course, on the flip side, there are moments when I all of a sudden snap back into visualizing my old life. I say old life as in just my time in Toronto, um, our time in Toronto as a family. And I think about, oh my gosh, like I loved our home there. Even though we lived in the tiniest, tiniest little third floor apartment of a home, it was kind of like a little attic apartment. I loved that we got to live in this communal style living and see people every day and hang out with the people on the second floor and the first floor and in the basement. Uh, So there's definitely that. I I certainly miss my office. I rented an office before moving and it was in my dream neighborhood and it was such a cool building, very um, like industrial building with high ceilings and The office itself was a work in progress, but I met a great friend, Christina, who is an author and the founder of Jomo, The Joy of Missing Out, and we shared an office together that looked over all of Toronto, and it was absolutely wonderful. I called it Visionary HQ, my little corner. (laughs) Um, I miss going out for drinks and sitting on the cool patios. Like There are endless awesome bars in Toronto. And of course, endless good food, ethnic food, which I don't get as much of here. I miss the walking routes, the running routes, the Bikes on Wheels crew. I used to ride every Tuesday and every Friday with a crew of awesome individuals. The beach volleyball was amazing. So there's so much that I could reflect on, but I know that I'll be able to find different things to occupy me here. And there's so many joyful moments about living here as well. So it's hard to compare to entirely different experiences, but I see them as two chapters of my life. 
Okay, so now that I've given you a bit of an update on the transition from big city to small town, I thought I would actually give you an update on business. So how is the visionary brand um, being impacted by this move? And I know a lot of you listening are inside of our visionary method coaching programs or you're considering it or maybe you have a business or you're aspiring to start a business. So you're curious, can I make it work in a small town? And so I want to touch on that. Um, I'll be the first to say I was so hesitant about moving. Uh, My reasoning for being in Toronto and for us staying was always, I just don't think I'll be able to continue to grow if I'm in a small town. Like I thought I had to be in the big city in order to keep things moving forward. And obviously with COVID, that changed, right? We were all sequestered at home, realizing that a lot of the things we thought had to be in person were now in the digital space. And so that obviously prompted me to think, okay, well, maybe it is possible, but I still had this deep down hesitation that there's probably no way, even once COVID is over, that I could leave the city. And that was a story that I told myself for many, many, many years. However, we decided to move. So back in July, we did make the decision to move to Paris and I felt really confident in it. I had no idea what the impact would be on my business, but I had been working steadily on growing the visionary brand for three years in Toronto. And I'm happy to report that (laughs) I was telling myself lies. We keep growing month over month, uh, in part due to my constant presence on social media And like I said earlier, search engine optimization. I don't need to be in Toronto for somebody to search marketing coach and find me, right? And this is the state of the world right now. People are turning to Google for answers. You need a um, like Mexican or South American grocery store in Kitchener, Ontario. You type that into Google and you find your answer. You want a women's clothing shop in Guelph, Ontario, you type that in and you find it. And you usually go with the search result that's most um, aligned with what you're looking for. So because that is the state of our world, nothing has changed. And because my search engine optimization, my SEO, has only started to improve over the last 12 months and become really better than I ever thought it could be because I've been posting consistently for three years, things have just been climbing month over month. And March, 2021, so the month that I'm recording this in has actually been our best month in the visionary brand ever. And in just the first three months, so the first quarter of 2021, I've already surpassed the salary that I was once paid at a corporate job which blows my mind. My annual salary, my first annual salary that I got paid by an employer, I've already made that much money and we've only been three months into 2021. So it's a reminder, it's not to say like, you know, you should do this too or you should want what I have or whatever, but I'm just telling you there is no limit. Like don't put limits on yourself. Like I'll never have a big business if or, um you know, I could never make this much money. You can, right? When you're an entrepreneur, when you're a business owner, the only limit is your belief system. 
There literally is no limit to how much money you can make, how many people you can impact. There's nothing stopping you. Nobody else is controlling your salary. You can figure out ways to make money and make as much of it as you want. Um, For me, the cap obviously is my time because I do a lot of private coaching. So if I'm running out of hours in the day or in the week, then yes, there is a limit, but that's why figuring out how to scale past myself is my current mission. So, um, you know, what have I been doing to stay plugged in? It's not like I'm hermiting here in our small town. I'm still showing up to virtual networking events. I'm still meeting awesome people through different online events, online masterminds. I really make a point to spend about 25% of my time connecting and most of it's over Zoom, but hey, it's possible. So um, why not? Even the podcast, the podcast allows me to connect with awesome people as well. So, you know, some initial reflections on how I've changed as a person since moving here. I would say I haven't. (laughs) A move doesn't change you. It's the same as, you know, you probably remember when people would go traveling to escape the problems that they had in their life. It's like, I'm just going to go to Thailand and run away from my problems. Well, there's that old adage that wherever you go, there you are. (laughs) And it's true, right? Like just because we came here, it didn't mean it was going to make us any happier. And I remember in our house hunting journey that we had to remind ourselves because we did go through a bit of a journey where we would, we put a bid in on a home and then we didn't get it. And then we would be really upset, obviously, because you spend all this time and energy putting in the offer. You really want the house and then it doesn't work out. But we had to remind ourselves that getting this home isn't going to magically make us happier. So we need to focus on being happy with our life now. Moving doesn't make you happier, right? It just gives you uh, a new place to sleep at night, right? But you're still going to bring all of your old mindset shit, all of your old, you know, stories that you tell yourself and patterns. Like if you can't make friends in the city you're in, you're not going to be able to make friends in your new town. If you're an introvert in the city you're in, you're going to be an introvert in your new town. So, um, you know, I, I realized that even if we still lived in that one bedroom apartment, I would still be happy because I know that the happiness I have inside of me is not based on material good. It's not based on the home, the car, um, you know, the fancy items in the closet, like none of that to me matters. It's in the simple pleasures, like having freedom in my life, which I had, having nature, which I found in Toronto, having travel, which we always took a couple trips every year. And these are the things that bring me joy. So I knew that getting the home would be great, but it wasn't going to make me a different person. Um, I think the trap of living in the decade or the era that we live in is that a lot of people are looking for that quick dopamine hit, like buying a new car or buying toys for the home that maybe they're using as a way to cover up how unhappy they are with some other area. They try to buy new things to compensate for how miserable they are, but it only gives you that quick surge of happiness and then you still are faced with the life that's in front of you. So it's really interesting to think about that um, and to remind anyone who is looking for a house or looking for a relationship. um, I think this applies to really any journey in life is that 
nobody else is going to make you happy. No thing is going to make you happy. It's an inside job. And so, yeah, I've found a lot of simplicity and joy in living here. We have campfires every Friday. We can walk to our friends' houses because everyone lives within five minutes and people just stop by at each other's houses here, which is kind of funny. Um, you know, I love just staring at the river. We back onto a river here. So I watch the water instead of watching my phone. Spent a lot less time on Instagram since moving here. I don't know. So there's been perks, but again, like, I also loved where we lived for the last eight years. So anyways, that is the update. Um, you know, I hope that gave you some perspective. I don't like to share too much of my personal life online. I do share often on Instagram stories, but it's usually about business. It's usually not when we're hanging out with friends, never when I'm with my family for the most part, just because that's my time to just disconnect and be me. And so uh, I hope this gives you a bit of insight and just, again, pulling the curtains back on what's actually been going on here at Visionary HQ. So if you want to get further involved in what's happening around here, we are welcoming people into the Visionary Method. The Visionary Method is our weekly coaching program for those of you who are ready to make your first or next 50K in online business. Uh, we also have a couple spots for April marketing coaching. So if you have a business, you've already made 50K and now you need a marketing strategy because you're tired of slow and inconsistent growth, then please reach out. I would love to work with you if you are coachable and you are driven to implement a really great marketing strategy that will be able to scale with you as you grow your business and be able to provide you a little more consistency in the amount of people that are coming through the door or coming into your pipeline. So that is it for this week's episode. We will be back next week with an interview. And again, if you haven't hit me up yet and told me whether you like the solo or the interviews, I would love to hear from you. So that's it. That's six months in Paris. I will likely come back in September and do another one of these to give you the one year update. Maybe COVID will be finished by then and I'll have different perspectives. I'm not sure. I have no idea. What does the summer bring? I don't know if anyone knows. <laughs> so I hope you're staying positive. I hope you're, hope you're staying happy and well. And until next time, have a really visionary day. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis. So it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show in your iTunes app. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode. P.S. Whenever you're ready, there's a couple of ways that I can support you. So first thing, if you're ready to make your first or next $50,000 in business, explore how the Visionary Method Business Coaching Experience can accelerate your growth. There'll be a link in the show notes. Also, if you're feeling lost, confused, or overwhelmed when it comes to starting an online business, reach out and book a free revision call with me. I'll offer you customized recommendations on how to get unstuck so you can live a life filled with joy, happiness, and fulfillment.